Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Hate Journals. Of course, we have the lovely AP with us. What up? And then we are so lucky today. We have the lovely Kiara Bailey, who is... What are you? A powerhouse, <laughs> a powerhouse. And I never like to do anyone's accolades. Like, I need you to tell the listeners all of your your whole resume. You know, what, what you're known for, what you're known for. So um, I am a hairstylist turned business mentor. I now have a mentoring business called Get Rich as Fuck that I run as well as a very exclusive high-end hair extension company I've had for about 15 years called Hair Laundry that's used by most of the big hairstyles that you see in the industry and worn by all the celebrities that don't, that say they don't have extensions. Right, <laughs> the right. They're like, they're like I don't know what you're talking about. These lovely locks <laughs> like, are all super mine. Super secret. Super right, secret. Exactly. Right. Um, and I think that something that is like a, a known fact in the industry, but not really known outside of that is I was on a, uh, one of like the first reality TV shows. Oh my so God. Do Bravo, tell. <laughs> so Bravo had a show called um, career Eye for the Straight Guy. That was like their first reality show, right? That was yes. Like 15 years ago. It's a little show no one's show. ever heard of. Go oh, on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So their second show was a show called Blowout. And it was about a hair salon in Beverly Hills um, that Jonathan Anton was in. And I was on there and I was pregnant with my daughter at the time. And oh my I was one goodness. Of the hairstylist. And so I did that for three years. And that really um, gave me kind of a platform because I became really known for, for doing hair extensions. And then everything that opened up from that was kind of like what gave me the footing to be able to start my extension company. And then start through that, I started really getting involved in people's businesses and helping them. Because what I realized was it's not enough just to give somebody a technique or like them to come to a class one day. It's really the ongoing training, the communication, the relationships, and the constant kind of, you know, mentoring um, and support that you have from someone that, that is what builds your career that really well, changes anything, your life. Right? Accountability, accountability, accountability. Yeah. I'm sure that Huge. anybody who's going through any sort of mentorship, right? It's just, it's nice I mean, to have somebody like you. I have a huge, I mean, huge part of my program is the accountability and you know, it's built into it because I just found that, you know, we won't do something for ourselves. <laughs> like, we'll be like, True. oh, you know, I should do that for myself. Fuck it. Not doing it. Yeah. Not interested. Mm-hmm. But if we have somebody else who's like, hey, 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 mm-hmm. hey you're like, oh man, I got to do this thing because they're going to ask me about it. Mm-hmm. And I gotta right. Get it done. Yeah. You know, we will quit on our own dreams. We will. But if we've told someone else about it and they're holding us accountable, I think that automatically then increases the likelihood of it if you respect that person absolutely which is so cool because one it's super i would imagine it's super fulfilling on your end um because being a mentor to someone does come with a lot of responsibility right that comes with that's just not about you going oh just call me when you tell me when you need me that's really you saying i 100 buy into what you're wanting and i'm going to hold myself accountable as much as i'm going to hold you accountable to rise to that success whatever that success looks like and that could be a you know a three-year plan that could be a six-year plan whatever that is i'm buying into you therefore it makes it easier for other people to buy into themselves i would assume yeah well i I think it's a combination of two things right i think number one with mentorship is it's about the same that leaders lead from the front right so i can't be a mentor if i haven't done what it is that you want to do yes right that's the rule number one like no one should be teaching anything they haven't already done 
Like, I don't care where you read it. Like, you don't get to teach it if you haven't done it, right? So which is really interesting. Yes, <laughs> which is really interesting. So when we first started this podcast, we had an idea. We sat down, you know, we did the legwork. We did all the things that you must do. And I'll never forget, there is a very popular podcast out um, called My Favorite Murder. And um, one of the episodes they did early on was they kind of recapped towards the end and they were talking about their success and they were saying, you know, they get a lot of blowback or they get a lot of people who email them or send them messages and DM them about the things that they should be doing and the things that they need to be doing. And I'll never forget her saying that she had went to the therapist that day and she was just like, I feel like all these things are coming in every day. Right. And I'm trying to meet all these different expectations every day. And her therapist said, but why, why are you trying to meet expectations of people who have never done what you're doing? They've never one day walked um, um, in your shoes. They've never one day put in the hard work, the effort, the research and done all of it. And then actually put it into um, fruition. They're just telling you what they think that they think that you need to be doing or what they want to see or hear. And that really stuck with me for even until now, when people call me all the time and they're like, you guys should do this. Or one of the hot things was you guys should rename your podcast. And I, you know, um, AP and I sat down for a long time and I'm like, no, dude, this is a vision that we came up with. We understand yeah. what it means. And for the people that understand it, then it's for them. And for the people that don't understand it, it's not for them. So 100%, I subscribe to that 100. How long yeah. have you been a business mentor? So I've pretty much been doing mentoring like my whole career. I, I, I didn't realize that was what I was doing. I thought I was just kind of like helping people. Um, but I started really, I would say, you know, taking it on like the accountability side of it, right? Of me being, having to be the leader, I would say probably about 10 years ago. Like after I started my hair extension company, I originally started it for me because I had such a high-end clientele that I needed to have this product that just wasn't available. And so I created it and like went to India and bought hair, which is a whole nother, another circus. Um, and then I started a few years after that, I started working with other stylists. And like I said, I, I, I noticed that, you know, I knew where they could go. I knew where they could take this cause that's where I had gone and that's what I had done with it. Mm -hmm. And the challenge was, is that just handing someone something didn't seem to do the trick. They, they couldn't figure it out on their own. They could do the process. They could do the procedure. They could be really great at the skill component of it, but it was all the other pieces that they didn't, weren't able to really understand. It wasn't, you know, the guidelines weren't there for them. And I started realizing that like, that was just such a necessity in my own business was to mentor these right. people, was sit down with them and say, okay, let's look at your pricing. Okay, let's look at how many hours you work. Let's look at who the clients are you're doing. Let's look at how you're marketing to people. And just all of those business, how is your business set up? What is your, you know, profit yeah. ratio? Um, things that Do just, you know the answer to any of these questions? Do you know, right? do you know the words that are coming right. out of my mind? Have you <laughs> asked yourself? Okay, right. step right. one. Do you know what a profit <laughs> margin is? Yeah, right. absolutely. Exactly. Right. And so once I started that, I really quickly learned that it was super necessary. So I started making a requirement. Anybody who came in, um, took my extension class, had to go through and do mentoring. And then I just had such insane success with it with people, just watched wow. people go crazy. I mean, craziness. People who were like making, you know, $2,700 a month before and then like $22,000 a month 
two years right. later. Like yeah. in like where I was like, wait, what? Because I had just been, like I said, helping, right? I was like helping. Yeah. I'd never really done it as, um, as, as clear. And so then once I started doing that, I was like, okay, now I need to start doing this for other, for other people. So I then opened it up. So people who are not um, my hair laundry specialists, who people who are just, you know, salon owners or even in other businesses, massage therapists and, and, you know, other entrepreneurs. Um, so just digging deeper into great. that, even beyond your industry, which is obviously the beauty industry. We share that same industry. I'm a stylist. I know um, one of our local stylists, Jamie, um, yeah. who we love from oh High Desert. Or no, what's her salon? Jamie's I'm the so best. sorry. Um, yes. She's the Desert best. Beauty. Desert Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the best, but ultimately too, it sounds just like you have a real passion for like business in general and purpose. Yeah. I mean, saying that making people look good and feel good. That's one of the huge parts about that industry that like is a purpose, right? Some people just love that avenue of it, but then, yeah, you get kind of caught in the crosshairs of like, yeah, I went into hair because I love being an artist and I don't give a shit about math. And unfortunately to make money, you need to know how to do some math and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah answer yeah. some hard Well, and it's also, it's tough too. Math is kind of everything about being yeah, like, literally. kind of everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's really difficult too, because you may have a lot of people who say they want to do these things, but when it comes down to actually putting in the hard work, some of these things are much harder then they appear. It's you, It's not just like, okay, we'll follow this algorithm and then you're going to get X, Y, and Z outcome. That's not the case. It's still going to take just as much hard work, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because obviously in a minute we'll get into kind of why we had you on the show above obvious, the obvious reasons, which is you are a business owner. You are very hardworking, yeah. um, but you do take this very seriously. You are committed. You are in this. And I, any Anytime we have anyone on the podcast, we truly want to have people that are that are on our show that are passionate about what they're doing. Because any message you're trying to deliver to the people that listen to this podcast, they need to know that you're not just trying to sell more hair. You're not just trying, like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole box. It's a box with a top, and you're trying to deliver all of that. And if you take things seriously, then, of course, any of the messages that you have we can take seriously, right? Because it's not just as simple as saying this is about hair or this is about, uh, you know, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Eyelashes or massage therapy. That's not what just this is about. Yeah. Well, I think that one of the things that, that, that really kind of needs to be discussed about the industry is like, why did people only have 45 minutes of saving? Thank you. Like, like what, like, why did you only have 45 minutes of savings? Like, oh my what? gosh happened I am really along the way of this being a profession where people you know I, I said it to someone today I said it is a shame to me that you'll spend a thousand dollars in a haircutting class and you don't go to like a business class every year you're not going to spend five dollars on something to do with your savings and here's the deal all the haircutting classes and and you were saying like the hair and the hair extensions and the, even my hair extensions all that would not have helped you right now wouldn't have fucking helped you at all with Corona, not going to fucking help. Like the only thing that helped anybody right now get through this process was if you had savings. If you had I babies. could not. I'm so glad you oh, we've said took it that hard, right? Because that is a huge thing. And you know, I, again, I am a stylist and I am blown away and I never want to insult 
you know, my fellow industry people, because I do, I love them all, but I agree. I'm seeing so much pain and so much suffering from this. And I am very lucky. I have a full clientele, a very business or a busy business. And I'm very lucky. And I'm so gracious for that. However, at the same time, I always thought to myself, because me and my husband are active people. And I always thought, what if I break my leg? What if I break my arm? My, our lifestyle depends greatly on me having a source of income. And to me, my grandfather, who is also an entrepreneur, always said one thing. And I, you know, those little things you hold on to, whether mm -hmm. it's from a mentor or a family mentor or however it works, is he always said, pay yourself first. That's it. And yep. I know a lot of people can take that different ways. I always took that as safe for a rainy day, you yep. know, like we're not guaranteed anything in this life. And it was, I agree just with our industry. I'm, I'm with, and I don't even blame the people. Oh no, like, no. I really totally. honestly don't even blame Me. hairstylists yeah. people at all. Oh, but Who I couldn't I agree more. I'm blown away. That are constantly throwing in your face what should be important and you should learn how to do this beach wave and you should learn how to do this haircut and you should learn how to use this new color but they're not guiding you along the process of if you go spend that thousand dollars in that class, raise your prices five bucks. But I have to honestly and put the five dollars in the savings. And I have right, to add on. Right, to, right, I have exactly. to add on to that though because I almost wonder because me and you seem to be on the same wavelength, and I assume Jamie and I probably are too, just by our yep. brief conversations. Yeah, I'm only I, I only like come in when people, if you break a leg, then I, I can help you. Then right, I can step right. in. I'm in there. But right. what I feel about the same people who are like, come to my thousand dollar cutting class, right? Not saying that your skill isn't worth a thousand dollars. But I almost wonder how they're personally handling this situation if they've never mentored mm -hmm. somebody towards also, you know, like what you're saying. You're like, take this class, charge this amount, put this away, just these details. Well, they, don't, they also don't know. They also don't know, right? Well, totally. So, but I even right. think these, these so, master educators, these private educators that we're going to, I almost wonder how they've been massively affected by this too. I don't know if they're not as loud about it or, you know, whatnot, but... I, I mean, agree. I think, I think We're hopefully my hope is right. My hope is, is that you went and taught the classes, you made a lot of that money and you saved it right? right? so that you're, you're, you're not as concerned, but, but looking forward from this, I think everybody needs to be having that conversation about yes. why it's not being taught in school, about why yes. it's not being taught then in the first salon you work in. You know, why, why, why there's just nothing being offered to people who are independent. If everybody wants to be in a studio, then just having classes about, you know, how to save your money. And, and I, I said this to someone the other day. I said, it's really crazy if you just take a number, right? Just take a number like $10, $10. So let's say if every week you put $10 away, All right? It's a stupid number. It's completely fucking dumb. $10. At the end of the year, you're going to have $520. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. What's five hundred and twenty dollars? It's not that much, but it can be a lot, right? Yeah. And some people have been doing hair for ten years. Yeah. So if you had made that a practice, the first week when you started doing hair, right, and you've been doing hair for ten years, you'd have fifty-two hundred dollars sitting in an account that would have gotten you through probably this. the past six weeks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, or at least paid for your rent on the salon or whatever yeah. it is. And it's just stupid ten dollars. Yeah. But Absolutely. It's, it, it, to me, it's just like you said, it's a pain yourself first. It's like at the end of the year, when you look at all the work you did, what do you have left over from it? Right? Because you don't have the dinners and you don't have the clothes and you don't have, the, you know, like all, all mm -hmm. that stuff's gone. 
But if you have your money in savings, then you, because you paid yourself first, right? Then yeah. you right. have, oh, look at, I worked for that. I worked for that $6,000 that's in savings. Yeah, I worked absolutely. for that. You know, it's just to me such a, was a logical way of looking at it. Now it's like a fucking imperative way of looking at yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Right? Because this is not yeah. going to be the last time that something's going to happen to our industry. I mean, it has become very apparent that we're not an, uh, not an essential. We are a luxury, right? Getting your yes. eyelashes, hair, whatever, like that's all luxury services, not essential. So something will happen again. And whether it's two years, five years, 20 years, it will. Yeah. yeah, that and, you know, when you eventually, when everyone does go back to doing hair and they go back to doing those quote unquote luxury services, because we're going to get into that in a minute, because you know, Kiara, how I feel. But when people do go back to doing those luxury services, the other thing too is that you want to go back and enjoy it, right? You want to be able to welcome your clientele back and be excited and not be like, I got to get people in here. I got, I got to get them in here because I got to make up for the lost revenue that I didn't have for those two months that we weren't working. That's so now not only are you working, but you're not even enjoying it. So, you, you know, maybe people are going to be working 12 hour days, which when you love what you do, I love what I do. I love what I do. I could work 14 hours a day. Yeah. I might bitch and moan here and there, but I still love what I do. I genuinely enjoy going to my job, but I can't imagine already feeling the heat on me and I'm back. And that's if you're not a salon owner, that's if you are not the person that is looking at these people being like, well, when can we get back in? We got to make this money. It's such a, it's such an awful feeling that I would never want anyone to feel. And so I think it is great. I think it's amazing that you promote that. And I think it's amazing that all of the people that come to you, whether it's through mentorship or just and maybe in the beginning, they were just taking a class, that that's something that you were really trying to drive into people's heads. Because you and I talked last week and I said, obviously getting hair, getting lashes, getting all those things done are a luxury thing quote unquote. But to me, it's really not. There are a lot of people who don't have self-confidence. There are a lot of people who don't have people in their corner. They don't have people uplifting them. We also don't know what people are dealing with at home. Maybe they're married to someone or have a partner that isn't really great to them. Or maybe they, they grew up and they are lonely and they don't have a lot of self-confidence. And getting their hair done and getting their extensions in is the one thing. It's the one appointment they look forward to. It's the hairdresser that they get to tell everything to. We actually, we take that for granted. That is not a nothing thing to have a hairstylist who not only provides hair for you, but provides a true service where it's like, where the person feels like this is a safe place that I can come to. And I know when I leave, I'm going to look good from T to B, from top to bottom. I'm going to look good. I'm going to feel good, honey. I'm be leaving with a little extra snap. I'm going to see some. I'm going to be swishing the hair around in the grocery store. We do take that for granted because you are seeing the effects. We were laughing about it last week, laughing, but not laughing about it in the sense that we've had girlfriends that we've called and they're just like, we got a bunch gonna, of we got a bunch it. of hot village trolls running around too. Not not gonna make it. Uh, I hope you love you. I don't think you know I'm gonna, I'm I don't think we're, we're going to come out of this. And I was just like, what? No, we're for sure going to come out of this. You're going to be fine. You're in a pool right now. But in their minds, they're just, it's a complete mind fuck. The grays have grown out. Their extensions are just, hang, just, hang, just hanging on by baby hairs, just baby hairs. Oh, that's and so sad. It's, it's so sad. Every so time sad. I see it, I'm like, girl, get those out of there. Um, but you really don't, you don't realize how much it truly affects a person who does save their money save their hard-earned coins in order to have something that makes them feel good inside. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Well, listen, it, it, it is luxury, yes. It has been deemed non-essential by some, right? But it's still a necessity. 
Like I still am like, this is the most necessary luxury that there is. I think that has been proven time and time again. Oh, just ask a black woman with a weave in for sure. It's a necessity. Yeah. Yeah, It's a necessity. necessity. It is. And, and, you know, I, I remember one time I got a bad haircut and I was like, destroy like I just couldn't even I couldn't pull it together I couldn't like you're self-conscious yeah and my I remember my boyfriend said to me I wish look he's like look at you I wish the worst thing that happened in my life was that I got a bad haircut he's like you are a wreck and I'm like it's important it's fucking important this whole thing it is but even him saying that didn't change the way that you felt it's not like he said that and a magic pill sprinkled above you and you were like you know what I feel great you're joking. You know what? I feel amazing now. Let me make this page boy work. So tell us a little yeah. bit about what being in LA is like during this pandemic. I mean, we know you're not there. We know you're at your fabulous, um, hot ranch zone right oh, now. You guys, she's in a ranch. She had the nerve, the nerve <laughs> to, to turn the fucking around. phone around. She hit that flip option and we were instantly depressed. Yeah. Wow. You know, uplifted, depressed. I, I, uplifted, I, I, depressed. I feel very lucky. I feel very lucky. You know, I, yeah, I, of course, I said of course. the other day, they were like, well, don't tell anybody. And I said, listen, Why? I've worked my ass off for 25 yes, years. so weird about To like so get this. And I was like, and I don't care if anybody knows. Like I said, to me, if you're going to be jealous of something or upset with somebody for something they have, then it just means you're never going to have it. Right. The yeah. one way to get what you want to get those things is to be Look at it and say, oh my God, that's aspirational. How do I do that? Yeah, ask them. Say, hey, Kiara, how'd you get that ranch, girl? Yeah. Yeah. How did you get it? It's like fake tits, you know? People who get fake tits and they're like, oh my God, don't want anyone to know. I'm like, one, everybody, everybody knows. Everyone knows. Let's start there. But like, be proud of it. Literally, I would be like falling out of the grocery Mm -hmm. store. I would be like, oh my gosh, me and my tits. Like, me and my dog, look what we did. (laughs) Yeah. But in the beginning of, <laughs> but in the beginning of the pandemic, obviously you were, so you were still in, in LA, correct? Yeah, I was in LA. I actually was hosting um, one of my Dollars and Dreams retreats in Palm Springs, and so I had oh. all my people, like my inner circle people from all over the U.S., were there, and it was just beautiful because I, through the process, when they arrived there, everything was fine. Everything was fine when we got to Palm Springs. And then five days later, you know, we have like the wrap up on Tuesday morning. We have this like baller brunch and we're sitting there and I'm like, I just want to be clear with everybody. Like you're going to go home and everything is shut down. Like, like I want you guys to know what happened while we were here because, you know, we're there and we're doing all of these really amazing classes on like totally like motivating your business like ready to go do? back I mean, and just like, had everybody super, super clear on like life and what they were going to be doing but I was the whole time was very honest was like I want you to plan for the next 90 days to have shit to do like I don't want you going being depressed and honestly that was probably one of the most powerful things that could have happened for everyone because they just went you know home and were still like what am I going to achieve what am I instead of like oh my god my whole world ended so when we all came back that was on (laughs) St. Patrick's Day right? St. Patrick's Day. Nothing was open after that. Everything was closed in every state, Nevada, Texas, Arizona, you know, New York, everywhere that everybody went home to. And, um, and then I was in LA and it started becoming like, okay, no one's going to be able to leave. No one's going to be able to go somewhere. Now I live with a pediatric surgeon, right? My boyfriend's a pediatric surgeon. So he's been doing this since like January. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's right, coming. No one's right. listening to me. It's coming, it's going to happen. It's, you know I mean? He's just so on the forefront. I live with a wellness coordinator 
and he yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about it. Do you see the difference? Did you hear the difference? Well, I'm just same, 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 same. Listen, when you have somebody who's in that field, I've learned. Oh, it's yeah, girl. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. the same. It's just yeah. like, oh my God, you guys, with your like medical stuff. I mean, which is amazingly. He's like, I'm saving too. babies. So, and her uh, husband's like, would you like this brochure? Same, same. Same, same. Same, same. <laughs> same just same. kidding, Ian. Same, same. Just kidding. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Right, but, it, but it's like, you get that information. And, and you know, I haven't met one health coworker that's like, yeah, this is no big deal. You guys should all just go back to work. Like, I've not met that. <laughs> yeah, that's not happened. No. Um, yeah. Um, so, so you know, I was in LA and I was like, okay, where am I going to be able to do the most good? right? Like, where am I going to be able to do do the most good? And going back to the whole mentorship thing, like I have, you know, 30 people plus that I personally mentor who all have businesses. And I was like, I can't be sitting here in the middle of whatever and unable to go to the store and, you know, like focusing and and, and going into whatever spiral everybody goes to in seclusion, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I'm just going to leave LA because I can. You know, I felt very, very right. grateful about, but the one thing that I just have made sure and do is I switched all of my, you know, conversations, phone calls, everything has all gone to face, FaceTime, Zoom calls. It does you know, help. It really does so help. So much more. Yeah. So much inter- more interpersonal stuff where mm-hmm. like you can see people and you're able to like really have that connection because the biggest thing that I've noticed for a lot of people is that, you know, introverts introverts are fine but right now by the way like mm-hmm. anybody who's an introvert yeah they're like, like uh oh. we've been planning for this our entire yeah, this lives is how we live our lives this right they were like girl don't why are you calling so much right i don't want to facetime you yeah i'm good i'm just send me a quick text but people who you know are used to and this is one of the things i brought up at one of my first um trainings that i did over zoom was you know there's a lot of people who are used to being like you're amazing. Oh my God, you're so good. Oh my God, I love my hair. Oh, this is so great. They spend their entire day getting this constant barrage of accolades for what they do. And then all of a sudden they're left to just kind of sit by themselves and have nobody telling them how good they're doing and nothing's happening. And it's not, you know, people can have judgment about like, oh, you shouldn't need fucking feedback from other people. But guess what? When you're used to that and that's Mm -hmm. your natural way of your entire life has gone, because you've been doing hair for 10, 15, 20 years or in some sort of service where you get praise and thank you afterwards. That was a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. I was like, listen, you might be a little fucking depressed. Like oh, yeah, you might there's, be a little bit a depressed lot. because no one's yes. telling you thank you. <laughs> like, it was a lot. We had a comedian on last week and um, I said, how are, you, how are you doing? Because you're performing three days, you were performing three days a week. And two of those days you were traveling to other cities and now, like, your audience are your fucking kids and your wife. Are you just, like, standing outside a grocery store screaming at people jokes? And he was like, I want to. He's like, it's such a hard time because you don't realize how much you rely on people to give you that positive, either positive or negative feedback, just any feedback, or really like what you're putting out. You don't realize how much you need it and you like it. Because obviously you went into this field for that, not just for that, but it's a perk, right? It's a, it's a fucking yeah, you perk. you like that part of it. Yeah, yeah the same way you liked having the conversations with people, and Absolutely. same way you liked being the therapist, and the th- you know, it's like it's the whole it's the whole kit and caboodle that was like kind of taken away from people. A lot of and, people too talk about being an introvert and an extrovert, and one of the best ways, my counselor with my husband, we were 
trying to figure out a line because he is an introvert and I'm an extrovert and you fill each other up privately. But sometimes like life is not just private. You are not just at dinner from five to nine. These are major life things you're building with this person. And one thing a counselor told me, she said, you know, an introvert recharges by being alone, but an extrovert actually recharges by the energy they get from those around them. And so it's, obviously funny introverts would be really getting off on a time, maybe not getting off, but you know, they're, they're comfortable. Whereas extroverts, you're seeing a lot of people fall apart, which is interesting to me because I think, you know, as far as getting like accolades, like you're talking, it is really funny. Like it's forcing a lot of people to kind of like look within and you're like, Oh my gosh, I thought it was like a boss hog out on these streets. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) Maybe not so much. Well, maybe that yeah. inner child needs a little milk. Maybe, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I told my therapist yeah. today we were chatting and she goes, um, oh, we're, I'm on the way out. She goes, oh, you would not believe the referrals I'm getting, honey. She goes, because now people are stuck in their houses and they have to deal with those demons. With they have to deal with those options, with, with those problems that they've been wanting to avoid for years and years and years. And now they're together all day long, all day long, all day long. And yeah, one of them is like this. popping off or the other one's popping off or both popping off. And they're just like, uh, we need someone to intervene here, which is not a bad thing, right? We all need a fucking oh, Beautiful. We can't be just roaming around the world. When <laughs> we've said this a million times in our podcast, you cannot hear yes all the time. You cannot live in a world where I don't care if you own the best business in the world. I don't care if you're a billionaire. You cannot have people just telling you yes all day long. I mean, you look at social media. Well, you can, but look at you look around and you see it. You see it in celebrities, yeah. right? You see yeah. it. Yeah. In it's TV, detrimental. Right? It's detrimental yeah, to your it, house. Absolutely, I, mean, listen, I moved good. to LA when I was twenty. I moved to LA in 1999 and the amount of celebrities that I have done their hair, been with them through up and back down, you know, and you watch that shit and it's fucking scary. Like when that many, when you rely that heavily on those accolades, like for your self-worth, it's challenging, which is like why I kind of love right now. Like I, I, as as hard as it is, as horrible as I'm just like, fuck, I really want everybody to get back to work because it's like also damaging to your fucking mental state to not have money coming in. Yeah. You know, my people, I'm just like, make $2 today. I don't give a shit. Just make a dollar, $2, yeah. 50 cents. Like, totally. shit, I just need you to keep that money yeah. cycle going, right? Like, whatever. Fine. And somebody will get off whatever. on making a dollar. Like, it'll just like yeah. spur yeah. them. Yeah. Well, yes. make, make fucking keychains. Right. Yes, yes. And before we <laughs> yeah. get to your cause and why we truly have you on the podcast, I do think it's important that people realize there's just not one way to make an income. And you're never too good to go outside of that. You know, obviously I work and in healthcare, you work in hair. Hopefully. There is other ways to make money. You want to be on that hustle, get that hustle, baby. Like nothing should stop that hustle. Nothing stops my hustle at all. My husband, I love him. He is a great provider, but you know what? When his comp- when the company he was with went under and I was like, he was just like, what are we going to do? And I was like, hustle hustle get that money we'll get that money anyway we, it doesn't matter like obviously i'm not going to be selling my ass in the street not that i wouldn't for the right price um <laughs> but truly though seriously there are other ways to get out in these streets and like get that money and you can help people and feel good about yourself as well it doesn't need to be well either i'm doing x or I'm doing why, and there's nothing in between. That's not true. Yeah, and I love that I'm totally getting online agree. and seeing people like making masks, doing things, selling things. Maybe half the proceeds go to somebody and half the proceeds they keep, but something to keep some sort of income in. Because truly in this life, even if you're a hairstylist, what if you lose your arms? 
what, what if what if you get a horrible car accident? And I know that sounds just wild to people, but I work in pain management. It happens. It happens. You have people yeah. who lose limbs yeah. or horrible things happen or accidents happen. You need to be mentally prepared for if shit doesn't work out the way that you want it to. What's plan B? What's plan Z? What's yeah, plan what are you X? Do about it? What are you gonna do? Okay, so tell us more about your initiative because Originally, I saw it on Instagram. Um, I follow you on Instagram. I love all of the things that you post. They're always positive. I love hearing them. Truly, I really do. Um, I love starting my morning out with anything positive that I can listen to. Really, I do. Um, but when I kind of heard you, you started like one day, and then it was like a second day, and then you grew, honey. You was like, oh, I put out a letter, and we just go get these signed, and we go send it, honey. We go get them listening. So tell us more about that. So, you know, like I said, as much as I love this and people getting to spend time with themselves and getting to figure out what you really want in life, which is like always my goal with people, um, I started really thinking about the psychological impact, right? Like what is the psychological impact of people being out of work for a period of time? And if you don't have savings and what that means and you're struggling and you're, you know, in even more fear and scarcity than maybe you were before. And so one of the things I started noticing was I was like, there's no direction. Like no one's giving anybody direction. It's just like, hey, so this is what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to go home. And then I'm going to call you at some point in the future, not really sure when, and I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. You know, and that was basically what everybody had and no one had any kind of direction or structure. And there was no plan for not only when, but how to go back. Yeah. So I started having conversations with my boyfriend about, okay, well, what are you guys doing at the hospital? How come you guys are still a little work? How come, you know, there's essential yeah. workers and what are they doing? And he's like, well, they're taking safety precautions and they're doing this. And I was like, okay, well, are we going to have to do that when we go back? And he's like, well, yeah, if you want to go back before there's a virus, before there's a vaccine, yeah, you're going to have to take safety precautions. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. So I started doing research and basically just spent the first, you know, four weeks of this, just researching, researching, researching how people were going to be able to work while being safe. And what were, yeah. the, what, like, what were the issues? How is it transmitted? What do we need to be careful of? You know, just, just kind of all of those things and started putting together some guidelines. I was like, I needed to do it for my 150 people that I have that, you know, I, I, I work with and mentor and help them with their salons. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this for them just to guide them through, you know, what, what is the responsibility of the salon owner exactly, the building owner and, and what is the responsibility exactly of the service provider, the workers that are in there, what, what part do they play? And then, and then also what's the responsibility of the patron? Like if you're coming in somewhere, what yeah. do you need to know before you get there? So you can say either I'm not going to come, right. Or perfect. I'll bring my own mask, right? Like, and so I started putting together this information. And as I started putting it together, I just had people telling me like, well, I don't know what to do either. And well, I don't know what to do either. And, and, you know, it started really, really occurring to me that like, it wasn't just a thing that was a necessity for my people it was a necessity for everyone. And no one was doing this. Right. You know, the, the California cosmetology um, website only says uh, no mention, no mention of anything no mention of one thing in the entire what? six weeks or whatever that we've been out of business of like what you can do to get back. The only mention is, is that if you do hair during this time, you will have action taken against you. That's it. That's it. Up until today, today they sent an email saying, you know, just to, everybody needs to follow the stay at home order. We will be doing 
um, you know, we will be taking action for anybody that we hear that's doing hair, there will be repercussions. And we're putting together a list of guidelines <laughs> to help you open. I was like, bitch, it's too late. It's fucking too late. Like, They're like, we're on it. Done. We are we're on it. it. Like, okay. We have it like handled. And so once I started putting them together, then, you know, suggestion was like, okay, well, put, put together a website. Cause then that way people can, cause I've had people asking me and I'm fucking, you know, texting people stuff and emailing right, them. And I was like, put a website together and like right. let people sign up and whoever wants to sign up can come on there and they can have an idea of the things they should be doing. Yeah. And then, um, and then from there I was like, I'm sending this, I'm sending this out. Like two parts got involved with the governor thing. One was, um, I don't think that they really know yeah, what right. needs to be done. Like, to be honest, because I've seen some of the guidelines they've put out and it's like, well, you can just figure it out on your own. Right. So that's like their one kind of approach. But the, the second part was, you know, I'm just going to take like our governor in California. He doesn't have any clue what I had to learn to go through my 1600 hours of cosmetology no. training. Like no. he has no idea that they spent five minutes teaching me how to cut hair and Six, you know, fifteen hundred and ninety-five hours, you teaching know, you teaching how to sanitize. me about sanitize and disinfect and prevent yes. people from getting infections and viruses yeah. and diseases. He doesn't yeah, even now. We used to all talk shit about, but man, it's really coming full really circle. Coming <laughs> it's really, I'm so First happy, of all, right? he doesn't even know what a weave is. You think he's gonna know about how, yeah, how you guys are shit? Have no idea. They yeah. have no idea. And so, yeah. and, and then, and then something else became really apparent to apparent to me. And and this is something that like. My mom was a hairstylist, right? So I became a hairstylist because I grew up in a salon and I wanted to go to school and be an architect. And my mom was like, yeah, we don't have any money. You can't go to college, sorry. <laughs> She's like, she was well, like, you oh, you overshot school? that dream. <laughs> yeah, that was like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, you can go to beauty school and then you can be a hairstylist and then you can pay your way through college. And so I went to beauty school when oh. I was in high school. It was like the last three periods of school, they had a, a ROP program that, so they pay, the school paid for it. And I got my license a couple months after I graduated from high school. And the one thing that always bothered me and always has bothered me and has become really apparent right now is that people think hairstylists are dumb. That yeah. they're dumb, that you do this because you couldn't go to college, you have no education, you don't know what you're doing, you're just kind of this like flipping like mess, crazy lunatic who colors their hair and is weird and you know, and it's like, we've not done the most exceptional job of, of, of reinforcing the fact that we're actually really smart, but on this subject, we're smart on the yeah. subject yes. of fucking sanitizing and disinfecting. And yes. we actually Truly. are very smart on this subject. And so that was a big thing for me as well as I really wanted to impress upon, you know, the, the government, whoever would listen that we know what we're talking about and we want guidelines and we really would love to follow them. So please, can't, does this look like something that we might be able to do and go yeah. back to work? Right. That's right. Fantastic. Because that was a part that, that I started really realizing just by watching what clients were posting, what people were, people were like surprised when hairstylists were like, Oh, I have this sanitation thing for school. And people were like, wait, what you did? Like, I didn't know that you knew all that. And, and that's their own client. Right. Like, oh God, everyone thinks we're just like uneducated. What were some of the things that you were proposing in what you drafted up to send to um, your governor, the governor? Well, so, so I took a lot of the stuff from, from different um, programs, right? So for mm -hmm. instance, um, because I'm partners in Salon in Beverly Hills, 
um, Beverly Hills City sent out, you know, their kind of like guidelines for businesses to be open. Um, and, you know, they're kind of like the creme de la creme, obviously, of like cities, you know, and right. they put together this all very formal thing. But, you know, a lot of it was like just having signs posted outside, letting people know what to expect when they come in, right? Like how many people could be inside and letting them know like what the procedure they would have to go through as far as, you know, sanitizing would be pick up a mask, do, you know, this or that. Um, it was, you know, guidelines on, on really how you should be cleaning your area in between clients, um, guidelines on how your staff should be not only in conjunction with like each other, right? So how many people in the building at, at one time, but just, you know, letting them know, like wearing a mask, making sure that if you're getting, you know, somebody, somebody had this, this issue, actually, they sent me an email about it and they were like, I shouldn't have to change my smock like after, you know, in between, you know, people or whatever. Um, not even a nurse does that. And I was like, I'm sorry, my boyfriend is a doctor. And if he gets somebody's bodily fluid on his clothes or bodily anything. We 100% change. change. What, what are we talking about? It. What do you think? We, we walk around all day. We're just, I, oh, this is soiled with blood. Don't worry though. It's almost dry. No. It's almost dry. Right. Um, right. And so the idea, and one of the things I think that people didn't understand, which is the reason why even on the website, I posted like all of the list of resources of like the places where I got this education is, you know, they've done studies that lives on the hair. So, yeah. you know, one of my recommendations was hair sanitizer. And I've gotten a lot of kickback from people where they're like, you can't spray someone's hair with alcohol. And I was like, uh, I own yeah, a hair can. extension company. And the way you remove the extensions is alcohol. And we spray a whole shitload on there and it's fine. So a couple of mists over the top of someone's hair with a specifically, you know, formulated hair sanitizer. That's why it's in a bun all day, truly. I call it my corona hair. Because wh what's the point of me having my hair flowing around and my ears around my face? All, wh what's the point? Like, I'm not trying to impress anyone. This isn't a beauty contest right now. Obviously. Like, my hair's up, my hair's put back. Truly. Obviously. Yeah, well, that was hurtful. Um, no, I'm just no, saying I'm around I'm the world. I'm like, I haven't seen any yeah, contestants really. out. Truly. And there's a few yeah. girls even that we worked with that I was just like, dude, we're going to, like, throw your hair out. What, what do you, why are you, curl, is that a curl in your hair? What are we doing? You know like, what I right love? Now, my it's not about my personal extension clients that want their weave done at home. I'm like, for what? Like, fuck, man. Wow. Like, what are you doing? You what are, are you savage. Yeah. Like, you just, like, at home, like, woo, fresh weave. Gotta like, do those TikToks. Gotta get on that gram. Yeah, gotta be, yeah, gotta be looking good. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of one of the things is I was like, every single one of, of the pieces that's on here has, is either because it was recommended by somebody in the medical profession or because it's already a guideline for right. that's what I was business thinking. that was staying open. There was nothing right. that I put on there that was like, I decided arbitrarily that this was a good idea. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, thank you for and, doing that. I mean, honestly, and, that is amazing. So many people just like spend their time looking around from side to side, wondering who's going to do what. So it makes yeah. sense that obviously you felt this not only like now during coronavirus but you've also looked at the business on some ends and done the exact same thing like look side to side and nobody's doing shit well, so and there needs to way be to direction. be a trailblazer girl well, there needs to be direction okay. and i truly okay. believe that there does need to be direction in each field right i mean it, truly just like the medical people aren't taking direction With from the just like truly from experts we're not taking direction from what the local grocery store is doing those needs and expectations are completely different so i would expect and i would have hoped that they would have reached out to each state and each city larger city especially the ones that are truly impacted would have reached out to some of the hairstylists or some of the people that own uh grocery stores or some of the people that own whatever it is whatever it is across the board and go okay what were your guidelines before 
tell us what you did before. Tell us what you would, what's an average day look like? What are you guys using from top to bottom? And then, okay, what can we implement? Let's sit down at a table and let's talk about it. But I feel like that didn't happen. It was just like the government saying everything shut down, which I completely understand. And I totally support and get, but at some point, right, we're going to have to go back to, to real life. That expectation can't be that we're just all going to live in our homes for and the rest sooner of our than lives. Later. Sooner, obviously sooner than later. Well, I think the big thing that we have to really kind of that's a big takeaway from all of this is that nobody anticipated how much the panic would paralyze everyone. You know, so yes. it, it just it, it, the panic in and of itself just paralyzed people to be able to make good decisions, to think about their businesses properly, to do. I mean, you know, I, I watched it with even the hospitals in Los Angeles, you know, with my boyfriend. It was like, are, wait, what do you mean? Nobody's they haven't figured this out. They didn't. You guys aren't having meetings? Like no one's talking about it? I mean, they really people were under the impression that it was going to be like a lot of the other things that have happened with SARS and MERS and, and with, um, you know, Ebola and whatever. It's like, oh, it's just going to be really super isolated. So when this started traveling, I mean, that was the reason why it's gotten so out of hand. People just can't, cannot believe. They can't wrap their heads around it. This has happened. They cannot wrap their heads around it. And I truly, and I always tell people because occasionally I do outside of my own job, I will have people make statements like, you don't need to, we can stop wearing the masks or, you know, you don't need to be, or we can have a lot of people congregated or as long as your family, you know, kind of making up their own rules. And I'm like, no, I still have patients that come in that want to come in with no mask on. I still have patients that come in that want to bring their wife and 17 kids. And I'm like, it's not about us not caring about you. It's not about us not wanting you to have support. That's not it. I'm doing this because I'm trying to protect you from me and you should be wanting to protect yourself from me or, or, you know, protect me from you. It's a, it's a, it's just a humanality thing. It's us being humans and going, I care enough about you to do this. You should care enough about me to do this. And if we all work together, right, we're not saying this is going to be over. Hopefully it'll be over by the end of the summer. But even if it's not right, if this is our new reality for a minute, then like, let's all band together and do that. But you have people who cannot wrap their brains around it so much so that they have legitimately convinced themselves this isn't a big deal. We're making it bigger than it is. No one's really, that many people aren't dying. Anyone dying is a problem. Yeah. Like well, anyone you, you, there's never there's never an appropriate amount of response right? there, it just isn't you either over respond or right. you under respond Correct. you know and 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 the under response looks like a lot of people die and the over response looks like you overreacted Correct. you know yeah, because because you did the right thing and i mean that's just something my boyfriend said in the very beginning of this and he was just like here they're never no one's going to be happy with how this was handled no one's going to be happy with the fact that it shut down. No nope. one's going to be happy with it. It shut down too late, too early. It was too long. Well, because nobody's going to know who was saved, right? <laughs> like you don't totally. know. Absolutely. All of us, anyone who's alive was saved. And was that's saved. That's it. But it's really hard for people to tangibly be able to understand that. And, and in a way, I do get that. You know, uh, Again, we have a lot of people who don't do a lot of research there. Maybe they're not reading the news or maybe a certain station or a certain group of people is all they ever listen to, right? So we're having Mm -hmm. to try to almost convince people to meet us halfway. And that doesn't help when you have people who are like, we just want to be able to open our salons. We want to be able to open our businesses back up, provide quality care, provide a service to people, still be safe, still have people walk in and trust us, trust that we're going to do the right thing so that obviously we can still be open and people can pay their rent and people can feed their children and people can feed themselves. 
but we also are not wanting to open it just for that, just to open it and not have any rules. We want people to come in and I, and again, I'm not going to speak for you or um, AP, but you know, I would imagine that you want people to come in and when they do come in, you want them to feel safe. You want them to feel like you've taken all of the measures that you've done all of the research. And then even if it feels like it's overboard, I would rather you be overboard. I would rather you do more than less. You can never do too much when it talks about saving people's lives. Yeah. Well, and that was something I said to someone today as well. I said to them, listen, like I am actually fearful of the number of clients that people will lose because someone will come in and feel like this is an unsafe salon. Yeah. You know, like I would rather you be like, wow, this is a lot. You guys are doing a lot and be impressed and feel totally at ease and comfortable rather than you go in and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you didn't, oh my God, you, no, you didn't wash your hands, you're not wearing, that person's not doing this, they're not doing that, oh, there's not, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And being so scared and so fearful, it's like, if I normalize it, right? If I walk around in a mask and I have gloves yeah, exactly. on and I'm whatever, like, and yeah, sh- then everybody's this, like, this is just Buckle the way on. it is. Like my yep. manicurist, I've never even seen my manicurist face because she never takes her right. fucking mask off, right. you Love know? It. And it's like just complete normal for her and just normal for me. I don't think it's weird that she has a mask. I'm not right. freaking out about it. I feel it. like people who are offended by other people who wear masks, I'm just going to say this lightly. You're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking idiot. Like, if you look at another Kiara person who is wearing this. a mask. We're going to say this. You're a fucking idiot. You're an asshole. You're a fucking idiot. You're just like um, a big asshole. And I will say, because I try to break it down sometimes for people so that they can really understand you, okay? So people can understand what I'm saying. But we all have that person that we absolutely love. You Maybe you've known them for years, but you've never gone to their home right? So every time you meet up, you go to a restaurant, you go to a very uh, nice movie theater, you have a blast, right? Maybe you've traveled together. And there's the one time that girlfriend calls you and she's like, you got to come over. I'm making uh, lasagna. Uh, me, my hubby, we're just having a great time. And you're like, uh, what? Actually, I've never been to your home. Give me the address. And you go and you pull up and you're like, well, this is a nice house on the outside. Absolutely. So nice. So nice. And then you walk in the inside and you're like, okay, so what's going on here? What's going on here? Um, I've known you for about 12 years. What is happening floor to ceiling? Uh, there's a lot happening. Um, is that is that dog poop on the floor? Um, I didn't know that you had 14 ferrets. That's interesting. Okay, all right, all right. You go into the kitchen, you're like, oh, okay, so this is getting real. This is getting real, and you want me to eat the lasagna. Okay, um, you know, I'm not hungry. Actually, I ate earlier. And does it change the fact that you love this person? No, but inside, deep inside Kiara, you're like, mental note, never coming back here again. Does that mean you don't love the person? No, but you're like, I know for, and I'm not throwing shade to anyone. Some people are cleaner and some people are not naturally, right? It's either a taught thing that you learned or it's something that like you never had anyone show you. No one ever said, hey, girl, you gotta like use soap, Clorox bleach, you gotta clean your bathroom. You got, we all have that one girlfriend, you've never been to the house, trust me, it's wild. So in saying that, if you think that people do not have homes that are insane, if you think that, and you think there are people out in this world who own salons, who own restaurants, who own whatever, and you think that they will, you think that everyone's going to go above and beyond? No, they're not. They need people like Kiara to be like, hey girl, listen, like, please put a mask on. Uh, Please change your smock every time, girl. Um, Please make sure that you're sanitizing everything every fucking time. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, this is common sense. I've been a hairdresser for however many times. I've been a stylist for however many years. Why is Kiara having to tell people? 
You have to. Sometimes you you truly, and it's no shade to anyone. Again, it's something that either you learned or you didn't, but there are people in any industry. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you work, that they just aren't the cleanest people. And so unfortunately we do have to have guidelines. We do have to have measures. We We do have to. to remind people. We have to make sure that people are, everyone's doing the same thing across the board. That is the only way to keep people safe. That's it. Yeah. And, and you brought up a really good point. I mean, yes, people are taught this and especially even like in cosmetology school. Yes, we are taught this. We're taught sanitation, but this is a whole new world. As you've noticed in the med- mm-hmm. I mean, in the medical community, they're yeah. like, wait, wait, wait. Like it's a whole other thing. The fact that this thing, you know, circled around the world for four months or whatever it was before anyone realized it was fucking airborne. Like that people just thought that you just like touched your hand on it. And then if you touched your hand to your face, then it got on your face. Like, and then that's how you got it. Like, like it is a, it's a very, very smart and very, very aggressive virus. Right. And it's different. And so with things that are different, and I understand for a lot of people, like change is difficult. It is, you don't want to do it and you don't want to pay the extra $5 you know, per person or whatever that you're per, for yourself to have to pay sanitation fee to go in a salon and do, you know, there's all these things people don't want to do because they right. don't like it because they've been doing the same way, the same thing for so, for so many years. Right. But yeah. unfortunately we are in a situation where we just have to, we just have right? to. and that's the big thing I've been telling people and people are like, well, I'm not going to do that. Then, am then I don't go to back. Do then don't do it. Then do not go back and tell all this nonsense as you think it is, is done. Yep. Then just don't go back. If you, no one's saying you have to go back to work and you have to do these things. You never have to right? do anything. This is, and here's, and, and this is the part I want to be really clear about with people. I've been trying to be super clear about. I'm only doing this for the people that want it. Right. right? If you want help and you want guidelines and you really want to know what is the best way for you to keep yourself and your client safe, when you go back to work, this is what it is. Right. And if you don't want help, then then I'm I'm totally okay with it. Like, and you know, Kara, it's not for th- you. Yeah, totally. Thank you for doing that. Like I said before, but it does blow my mind that somebody who is not looking for this information, ironically enough, will go out find this information, and then still have something to say about it. It absolutely blows my mind. And we were even talking, you know, on earlier episodes about um, just people's reaction overall, like you're saying, you know, there was like a lot of panic and nobody knew what to do set in. And then obviously like the depression kind of sets Mm -hmm. in for a lot of other people, but it does crack me up for people with no answers, right? To look at somebody like you who, who put out these guidelines and did your due diligence with your research on top of other people with the masks, right? Or other people with the gloves. And for mm-hmm. people who have no baseline, no research, no education to just look at you and say, ugh, I just, I'm not feeling it. Don't get it. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, a uh, mask, uh, no, thank you. I don't you. understand that. That doesn't make sense. I just don't me. understand <laughs> it, but it is rampant. Like you're saying, like you're, mm-hmm. how are, how is a person who went out of their way and I mean, I assume you weren't paid to do that. You were doing it out of the just generosity of your time overall, but truly like to your community, to your community that you built to do this. And somebody can honestly, we've all experienced it, look at you and say, oh, no, 
No, no, no. no, no. But what surprises have me in this- Have you guys seen that commercial? Real quick, have you guys seen that fucking commercial that's like the go- girl goes back and she says, here, you know, this was something and the woman goes, okay, I'll take that back. And the woman stands there and she's like really upset and she goes, what? And, and the woman stands there and she's really upset and the cashier goes, oh, I'm so sorry, you, you want an argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I refuse to take right. this back. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I can't believe, you know, right. and she's like, how was that? Was that good? Did that feel good for you? And she's like, yes, thank you so much. I just needed to have an argument with someone. Thank you. Yes. Like, and I just always think of that. I'm like, oh, this person just needs to argue with me. Yes. Well, but it's, <laughs> lo- it's being logical, right? Just it's, need to be right. It's being logical. And I say it across, when people say to me, none of this makes sense, how people aren't getting on board. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. It also doesn't make sense why we still have a homeless problem. It doesn't make sense how we still have racism. It doesn't make sense how child trafficking is still going on. It doesn't make sense why women are legitimately considered a second class citizen. A lot of shit doesn't make fucking sense. Put your fucking mask on. Just put your fucking mask, just put it on. I know a lot of shit doesn't make sense. I go to sleep at night. It keeps me up. I'm like, but why doesn't this make, you know what I do? I just put my mask on. I just put my mask on, I put your Xanax and go to sleep. That's it. Because ultimately, you're not going to be able to get the answers all of the time that we all want. As a woman, as a woman of color, as a woman of color in a... In Nevada, a lot of things don't make fucking sense, okay? But every night I go to sleep and but I get up with a positive it. attitude, okay? And I put the, my mask on. We love the altitude <laughs> and I love the lake. But you put your mask on. So, some things aren't going to make sense. Yeah. Not everything is going to make sense to people. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want people to understand. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show. Uh, because I do believe it is a positive message. And, you know, yes, unfortunately, absolutely. there are a lot of things in life we never are going to get the answer to. We're not going to understand why this happened. And why did this happen now? Why didn't it happen 10 years from now? Why didn't it happen 10 years ago? There's not going to be a lot of answers that we can all get. But what we can do is band together. This is a time for us to show each other how much we mean to one another. And that goes across states. That goes across the world. We can show one another. You know what? I do give a fuck. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe there are people out there like, I don't don't get why we're wearing a mask, but let's put the mask on. We've looked at each other off the podcast and said, regardless, because you see us here recording, we know each other's contact tracing, if you will, truly. So like, we really do do our due diligence. But the point of the matter is, is I truly believe a mask signifies, if no one else gets it and they hear this podcast, the mask just signifies, it just gives you and me a level of saying we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. I give yep. a fuck about mm-hmm. you and you give a fuck about me. And that yep. feels good. Regardless if I, <clears throat> in this mask or you do the same and I end up getting this virus, it didn't matter because yep. you actually took the measures to try to make sure I didn't. Nobody has control over this. That, if that's not apparent enough, I don't know what is legitimately. But th- when people are confused about certain things like this, it's like, just show one another you care. Does it just have some humanity? It's just, to me, it's just that right. flag. The mask is the flag of give a shit. Yes. I give all the yeah. shits. I just give them all. Give them all. Okay? I'm I got just, all the, I got all the gifts. Okay, making it rain <laughs> shits over here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I am so happy that we had you on the podcast. And obviously, we'd love to have you on anytime that you want to be on. If you have something that you ever want to just tell us, or if you just want to be on, girl. If you just call us yeah. on a Friday and you're like, honey, just, well, I got some shit. Go. I, gotta, I got some shit to get off my shoulder. <laughs> and we will yeah, no, 100% my, have you on. I really, really appreciate it. It's actually been cool. Quite a quite a lot of fun, and then and and you know just the big thing for me is just like you know you said, it really is about helping people. Like my whole point in doing this is like just share it with people. Like anybody you know who maybe isn't educated, doesn't know how to properly Google things, isn't you know really keeping abreast of it. Like just letting them know that this is you know 
sign up for it. Just get the, 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 um, you know, updates, like go on the website, educate yourself just mm-hmm. so that Absolutely. we can do this in a manner to where, you know, it's not another five weeks of fucking lockdown, right? You do know, you still have your the, website? Do you still have your website yes. up? Can you tell us yes. what the website name is? Yes. So it is uh, COVID-19 salon reopening guidelines. Nice. And we'll put it so, on the description below yeah, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, and perfect. I will put it yeah. onto my platforms as well as yeah, just like amazing. my stylist business platforms. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Cause the more people obviously who are even like writing letters or sending emails or, you know, just kind of telling their community and just kind of being leaders. Like I, it was the very first thing I said to all of my people was I was like, okay, so here's the time. And I'm not saying you have to be right. This can be a time where you do introspection and you do within yourself. But if you have the, if you're good, you're good and you have your shit together and this is not, you know, like hurting you and fracturing you. It's really a time to be there for others. It's really a time to be the leader for others and letting them know like, Oh, and I heard this thing and this is what's happening. And, and exactly. just being that voice for others so that, that you can keep them informed as well. Because I think that there's so much beauty in that, you know, in all of us being there for each other and helping each other and building bigger and bigger communities. And if there's anything that's been revealed to a lot of people throughout this process is how important community is. 100%. This should show everyone right now. And that's why I say when people do, again, I'm saying for people who are you know, middle class, upper middle class, you know, when they do come to us and say, as our friends and go, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm like, no, no, you're thinking about this so singularly. You're not looking at this as a giant in a, in a scope. Of or things. to even back that up to for the people who say, I am going to make this. I personally am going to make it through. Well, how about the fucking people who aren't? That's yeah. why it all takes us together. I'm glad you feel great about your own personal right? health. Fucking great. I'm so glad. Do more. What about other and people? for the what people who are out there who might have under, yeah. yeah, wake up, wake up. The world Smell the is coffee. not just give a about shit. you. Just we're we're, we're going to come at, yeah. we're, we have some I, shit coming at you hot now. I yeah, have this, yeah, I have this joke that I always say, and I say, listen, if, if it was all about you, God would have put you here all by yourself. Boom. Boom, Kiara. Yeah, right? but it's like a bitch. You know, one, one last thing on the introvert, extrovert thing too, that I wanted to mention earlier, and I just remembered, is um, I was telling my husband, because he is an introvert. But he was even mentioning to me lately, he's like, yeah, I kind of feel a little weird too. And I said, because even though you might go into the quiet to recharge, you still have to expel that battery sometimes. Mm-hmm. So say you are in the quiet, you are feeling so good, you are playing video games or you're reading or you're writing or you're doing whatever it is in your heart's contentment as an introvert, you still have to expel energy, right? A lot of introverts have jobs that they have to go to and then they get into the quieter their home right. every day and they feel really good. They become centered again. But at some point, extroverts, obviously, we're just expelling all the time. We're just like, right. shit's all over right. the place, right. right? But even an introvert has to have some sort of interaction to need to recharge so just remember that we are all it's same same we're on this together everybody everybody has their plight right like i know you motherfuckers think i won't sing kumbaya next week y'all lost your minds i will come on here and be singing kumbaya for a whole hour for a whole hour one whole hour (laughs) are you learning ukulele in a week (laughs) yeah perfect don't tempt us (laughs) 
Kiara, thank you <laughs> yes, so much for being you. on the podcast. We absolutely thank you for having me. We're so thankful that you were on. You guys, like I said, down below, I will post all of the information for Kiara. Um, any inform any additional information that she does have, though, I also will post that as well. Um, Kiara, this will drop on this Friday. Um, is there anything okay. else you'd like to add, or is there anything else you'd like to promote? Just thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. I look forward to coming back again. We'll have, yeah, we'll have, we'll have more topics to discuss. Yes. Oh, there's always something. There's, there's always more. There's, there's always, always more. more. All right, girl. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your Tuesday night. Bye. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up the latest episode of The Hate Journals. We appreciate you guys supporting us per usual during this pandemic awful time. But we always want to bring you fresh content, so we appreciate all the support that we get, you know that you can follow us on Instagram at the hate journals. And of course on Twitter, Twitter hate journals. And of course, if you have questions, comments, you can email us at the hate journals at gmail.com. And of course our website, the hate journals.com. We love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye.